Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host Savita Nanjapa, entrepreneur, high achieving 9 to 5er turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-tos and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. My guest on today's episode is the lovely Sarayu Hegde. She is a fashion enthusiast and entrepreneur with over 10 years of experience in the industry. Sarayu is a fashion and lifestyle consultant from Bangalore and has introduced various new age and up and coming designers to the city while also having worked with some of the biggest names in the industry currently she also consults brands in launch into the south specific market join me as i talk to sarayu about brand positioning pop-ups events launching in the south specific market and how to identify the right pop-up and event for you hi sarayu welcome to the success with savita podcast I'm looking forward to this conversation because I've known you now for a little while but I'm just realizing that I'm going to get to know you a lot more during the course of our conversation today so welcome to the show Thank you so much for having me over Savita this is my first podcast and I'm so excited to be doing it with you Yeah absolutely I I'm excited that you're starting out with me and here's to many more uh podcast interviews With that I want to start right at the beginning. What is your story? What's your journey? How did you get started uh, in fashion and in brand consulting? So I moved from Bombay to Bangalore ten years ago, and I found that there was a gap in the fashion space here. Um, so I decided to to start small, you know, so um, and explore and see my options. So I started with a small boutique style store called the Bombay Attic. where i um introduced various homegrown brands to the city from there on it's been a great journey of collaborating with some very established as well as upcoming brands of india and a few international luxury brands as well and um currently i also consult brands looking to make a space for themselves in the south market yeah so that's that's been my journey <laughs> oh, wow and was it a revelation for you when you moved from mumbai to bangalore was there like a huge uh, change that you felt in this space so when i moved here i found that there were not many options for people to shop and that time you know the online boom had not happened yet so really uh, people would only shop at exhibitions or you know they would wait for exhibitions or pop up and um, also when they travel so i felt like there was not enough available in the city for people to shop interesting yes and you're right 10 years ago yes the online space hadn't kicked off like it has today and you have access to so much and my next question for you is you know you've had a lot of experience in bringing brands to south india what are some things that any brand that would like to launch in this region needs to keep in mind what's your uh, what has been your experience so the first thing that one needs to understand is that this market is very has a very different sensibility as opposed to say a delhi so you really need to do your research and maybe connect with locals or consultants to understand and curate merchandise that works well for this specific market 
like for example, before I do a pop-up, I always discuss merchandise with designers to help them curate what I think works well for Bangalore, you know? So I think that is very important. Another factor would be that it really, uh, you know, in the South, it really depends from region to region. Like I always say that Hyderabad is like the Delhi of South India in terms of their shopping pattern. Uh, well, Bangalore, yeah. <laughs> so uh, while Bangalore is a, is a more conscious and aware market. So in general, you know, it's a very thinking market. They like to ask questions about their product and they want quality and value for money. So I think this is where, you know, our love for rich silk, saris and gold comes from. We like to invest in value-added products. But having said that, I think every city in the South also has its influx of a Cosmo crowd who are trend-driven, you know, trend-driven. So I think there's a market for every type here and you just need to find your market. I think you really put that well. And this is where your expertise has been honed, right? Because you have really spent time in this region. So you understand the different um, cities in the South and you're, you have been able to curate and bring in um, brands that would be right for that market. Yeah, I mean, it's been years of understanding and experimenting, you know, sometimes some brands don't work. Uh, it's always, always like, it's always nice to try also some offbeat brands to see whether they work, you know. Uh, but um, so I think it's very important for a brand to understand the sensibility of the market that they want to get into. I would love to know because I know you do this so much. And uh, I know we've chatted about this in the past. How does working with a brand consultant or a curator enable brand launches and events in general, I'm saying? So one of the main benefits of a curator or a consultant on board for a brand, I think would be to help them identify and connect to their niche audience, which also helps in the brand positioning, you know? So someone who is going to be the eyes to the vision of a particular market the brand wants to target. And... Um, I would say working with a brand consultant would give you access to a ready database of authentic clients, which will in turn save you a huge marketing budget spent to tap the same client list. So if there are brands I feel I don't have a specific audience for, I also connect them to the right person or the company who will understand their sensibilities. That's also something that I do, you know, it doesn't have to be that they have to work only with me. It's also about connecting the right brand to the right person who can represent them in the city. Also for new brands, if someone from the city validates them, it helps in positioning and establishing the brand for that market. Uh, well, I have personally introduced many new age as well as established brands to Bangalore who have gone on to build a successful and strong client base here. That's right. Yeah. I've seen all those exciting pop-ups, <laughs> which I keep promising to show up to soon. Uh, that day is coming for uh, I'm sure. Wait, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting to see you at one of my yes. pop-ups. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And uh, with brand positioning for lifestyle products, what has been a key takeaway, a key lesson that you have personally learned by literally being, you know, feet on the ground because you, you've been hands-on in this space? What's a key lesson that you've learned? So firstly, I think the most important thing here would be to find the right brand consultant or curator who resonates with the brand and understands your core values. This is one thing I've seen a lot of brands go wrong with, you know. So my advice would be don't 
blindly go by recommendations of people from a city while choosing someone to work with or host you. Do your own thorough research on that person or company. Ask all the right questions to them and make an informed decision because this is something that can totally make or break your brand image in a city. So also once you've um, identified your brand tie up in the city, create an experience for people for the city you know, something thoughtful, it could be a thoughtfully curated PR kit or, you know, an experiential event, which will make it something for them to remember you by. So I think that's very important too. Uh -huh. That's a good takeaway. And I think that would be true, not just for lifestyle, I think for any uh, business or any brand that is launching, uh, this is something that is key. Yeah, because I feel true and I feel like it's it's all about giving an experience to your client that they remember you by you know absolutely yeah okay and uh, because you worked with so many different brands and all this exciting work that you do what have been some memorable experiences with some of the brands that you have worked with I'm sure there are many and I'm putting you on the spot here too many, too many, uh, too many. It's always a great feeling when a brand I have introduced to the city has been well received here and has done well. And that organically, you know, has converted into a long-term association with them. And, and I love that. I love brands who associate with me on the long-term because it says that, you know, we've built a successful relationship together. But personally, I tend to forget the good and remember the small slip-ups that might have gone wrong as that becomes like a feedback for my future events for me. I think it's really important to look back on not just the good, but also things that you can learn to better the next time around. Yeah, so with the good, I think you also have to remember the not so good. I wouldn't say bad, but not so good. Yeah, but you know, I like the way uh, you're sharing this because a lot of people would be answering this by sharing all the brands, but you're saying, okay, there's something that at every event or every experience that I deliver with a brand, there's something that you take back to work on so you can keep improving. And I think that has been the reason for your humongous success. So for me, Savita, um, you know, working with a new brand or that's just launched or a highly established brand, it's just the same excitement. Uh, with a new brand, I love to see, and you know, I, I think I have an eye to um, pick brands who I feel will go on to do really well. And um, I love to see that growth, you know, once they're introduced to uh, the city and I see them doing very successfully in other places as well so it's very exciting for me and of course with the established brand comes the you know the name and the branding so with both I think it's very exciting all of that yeah yeah, yeah. association and also and also the stress to deliver <laughs> okay so, that's with both also the stress to deliver so that is again exciting for me like you know how do I get people to come for this event how do I promote this brand how do I position this brand and, um, you know, so all of this is very exciting, both both ways. It's both very exciting. <laughs> nice. I love hearing that uh, even the stress is exciting to deliver, but. The stress is exciting. Yeah, because, you know, you have to, I think it's very important with a brand. It's very important how you position it, you know, the space that you display the brand everything counts. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of work involved in making sure that 
you know, the brand is positioned well because it's a huge responsibility that the brand puts on you while they trust you to uh, host them in a city, you know? So I think it's very important to, uh, you know, uh, give them the best that you can from your city. <laughs> True, absolutely. I agree with you. And now let's talk about events and pop-ups. And I'm talking more from business owner point of view. Is it a must-do for every brand? Should every brand do pop-ups and events? And how does one decide, even if they decide that, yes, this is something I want to do at least three to four times a year in my business, how does one decide and identify which pop-up to be a part of? Because sometimes as a new business owner, and let me give you the background with this, as a new business owner, people are saying, hey, you should be in pop-ups, you should be in the flea markets. So, you know, they are putting in all that, bootstrap budget that they have into all of these pop-ups which may or may not always pay off so what's your um, advice on when should brands do it how do they choose it how do they identify which one is right for their business okay so back to your first question should brands do pop-ups well definitely a must do uh, physical events like pop-up help give you an exp experience to our audience to touch and feel the quality of your product and it also helps for clients to get a up close and personal interaction with the team behind the brand they love, which again helps to connect and build a personal relationship with them. So they are definitely as important as a digital presence. Uh, I've seen so many of my clients, you know, they're so excited when they personally get to meet the team. So I think that brands should personally take an effort to travel, meet the clients and, you know, help build that trust and confidence uh, in your client to buy so for the second part of your question, if, um, you know, how do brands position themselves at a, at a pop-up, I think, um, you know, one needs to do a little bit of research on asking yourself these questions, like where do you uh, like to see your brand positioned, whether at a flea market or a niche uh, pop-up, uh, that's for you to decide. And who are your target audience? Like, you know, who are the uh, audience that come say to a flea market or to a, a niche pop-up. So it is where you see your audience is the place you should position yourself. Yeah, I, I understand. I think that's, that's absolutely right. Depending on where your audience is, you would want to choose the pop-up, which is catering to that audience. And that's what uh, is uh, what you're sharing on this topic. But I do want to know this, and this is something that I get a lot as well in my work, which is how can brands get people into their stores and events? What's been your, what's your advice on this? Um, it's constant work, <laughs> you know. Uh, for events and pop-ups, I think one should always create something exciting and new that's never been done before like bring in an element of curiosity and interest for people to talk about and come to your events. Could be through collaborations, maybe a cool new unexplored venue, a new exciting product or reimagining an old product or just sending a you know, special thoughtful PR package to show you value your clients. So one should always think out of the box, get creative and do things differently. I feel like a consumer today is all about the experience and how you make them feel. Um, so it's very important, you know, like not to take your clients for granted and assume that, you know, you keep doing your 
own thing and they'll turn up. <laughs> I always believe it's important to, uh, you know, to stay true to your core, but keep innovating on the formula and always, always differentiate yourself from people who are in the same space as you. I think, you know, just being creative and always bringing in something new or reimagining the old is something that will work in to bring people to your events and stores. That's a great soundbite. Uh, stay true to your core, but keep innovating your formula. And that's something that I'm going to remember for sure <laughs> from our conversation. Uh, now I know what I should also be telling other uh, clients. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Stay tuned as we take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side of the show. And as we kind of, you know, take this conversation forward and as we come like closer to bringing it down to you, I have another question, which is what are some interesting ways that brands can put the word out there to their audience? And this is not just for new brands or established brands. It would be for any brand because they're coming into different regions all the time. Uh, what are some ideas that you recommend people try? So I think in today's age is all about truly embracing who you are. So, you know, Savita, I remember growing up, uh, there was a certain type or definition of beauty and fashion standards that one had to fit into. But today, one has opportunity to express your unique story in the most authentic way through social media tools. So then why would you choose to be just a copy paste of someone else there? You know, I mean, I think it's all about being unique and, and being your, embracing your true self. So I feel there's so much competition and saturation out there. One needs to find, you know, your brand USP and put it out and you will automatically connect to your audience. For me personally, I question myself that if I'm doing an event or pop-up, how is it different from what others are doing or how is it different from what I did last time? Also, you know, I can't stress enough on the importance of collaborations with like-minded people and brands. Um, collaborating with brands who share the same ethos as you works great for cross-promotion and, and, you know, it brings in a new freshness to your brand. If two brands have the same audience and brand values, if they are cohesive, it always works. I'm a firm believer of collaborations because it's worked for me. True. I'm a, a massive believer of collaborations and I think it's a really uh, good way and a must do uh, for a brand to grow, I think. Yes, I think so too. Okay. And but then but yeah. then the right the right collaboration, you know, it has to be the right I agree. collaboration. Yes. That's something one has to think about. <laughs> Yeah, and this can happen and I've seen it happen where you think collaboration could be with anything, but they have to be, uh, I think, strategic about the collaborations. It has to be a fit, brand value fit and all of that that you just shared. So thank you for sharing that. I think um, that's a really uh, refreshing take on how to like bring your brand into the market, especially like you said, in this copy paste generation where everything can be copied. Yeah, because, you know, when I look, when I look at Instagram or even when I visit other pop-ups, I'm looking for freshness. I want something new. And by new, I don't mean like, you know, everything has to be like trending and moving fast. I mean, somebody who's creative, innovative and doing something different. I'm sure that's what we all look for, right? So, you know, just bringing out your own unique self is important. 
Yeah, absolutely. And now we're bringing it down to you and your personal style mantra. I, you know, I, I'm sharing this, putting it out there. You know it. I admire your personal Thank style. You. <laughs> I love the way you dress. You know that. So I would love to know what is your personal style mantra? Please share with us. Honestly, it's, it's really not much thought or effort put into it. And my style is really... Uh, it's ever evolving you know my style is more of the person I evolve into every year um, I've become a sustainable shopper I buy less you know over the years but wear it multiple times over like you'll find me wearing something which I would have probably worn two years ago or three years ago so you know I, I am someone who buys things multiple uh, and wears things multiple times over and I always look for styles that are effortless refreshingly new creative and elevated these are the things I look for and I now choose you know quality over quantity and a good mix of local homegrown and international brands you would say that wouldn't you that I don't put too much thought <laughs> in it that's what every stylish person I ever said um, to the yeah, ones whose style is so innate and it should be effortless and it should really express who you are you know <laughs> okay and what have been some challenging moments that you have faced um, and how did you overcome that? So some challenging moments I think would be, you know, when you work with brands or individuals who do not share the same work culture like you. So um, that becomes a bit of a challenge. Maybe, you know, you have similar core values, but, you know, the working culture may be different. So there's a lot of conflicts going on with that so I feel like well, you know when you have when you want like long-term associations and collaborations it's very important to have a, a similar working uh, balance with each other you know so so yeah maybe this is one of the challenges <laughs> and this is because human interaction is so sometimes complex and this probably comes up and you just it just evolves over a period of time. So this is something that it doesn't go away. It's just that I think. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just the work culture, you know. I mean, everything else may work well. You may believe in the same things, but it's just when you get down to doing the work, it's just the way people do things. You know, everyone does things differently. So there may be a bit of conflict, but of course you, you learn to work around it because, you know, if eight out of things, 10 things work, it's great. You know, and it's, it's a successful collaboration. You can always work around it and make it work as well. <laughs> so as we come to the end of our interview, I want to ask you, what's your advice for women in business? For women in business, I think we always shy away from giving ourselves the credit we deserve. So, you know, don't sell yourself short or undervalue or underestimate your worth. Always ask for what you deserve because no one will acknowledge your worth more than you. And don't ever let anyone walk away with the credits deserved by you, you know. Also, it's worth giving it a shot. Whatever that you want to do, I feel like it's worth giving it a shot. No matter how big, like for me, no matter how big the brand is, personally, um, you know, I, and if it's a brand that I want to work with, I will connect with them directly and give it a shot. And you'll be surprised to see most of the time they always respond positively. So, you know, give it a shot. 
Yes, that's something that I do know about you for yeah. sure. You're someone who who pitches, who puts yourself out there. You show up, and um, I know I'm going to put you on the spot with this question, sir. You, but what are some of your favorite brands? So, if you talk about homegrown brands, you can visit my Instagram page and see <laughs> brands that I've worked with. They are all my favorite brands. <laughs> Okay. So I, uh, you know, I love to work with brands who I resonate with, and automatically they become my favorites too. <laughs> oh, okay. So that question was moot. We are all going to be on your Instagram page. <laughs> yeah. And before I let you go, how do we all find you? I'm going to be sharing all your links. Everybody finds you on Instagram. Yes. Um. So you can find me on Instagram at sarayu dot hegde. S a r a y u dot h e g d e. And I'll be sharing the links below uh, with the episode notes so everyone can find you. And with that, uh, we've come to the end of our conversation. I've enjoyed chatting with you so far. And I have many more questions for you. Maybe we'll do a part two. But with that, thank you for your time and being so generous. Thank you so much uh, for having me, Savita. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode and you want more, you can go to the show notes on my website, which is successwithsavita.com forward slash podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, I would be grateful to you if you could leave me a five-star review, subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may find this useful. You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success.